Welcome to this Peer Voice activity. To access the entire activity, go to www.peervoice.com forward slash BYW. AstraZeneca has provided a sponsorship grant towards this independent program. Welcome to this Peer Voice panel discussion on collaborative strategies to improve care in early to intermediate stage hepatocellular carcinoma. This activity comprises three presentations featuring Professor Ant Vogel, Professor Laura Crocetti, and Professor Norihiro Kakudo. At any time during this presentation, you may download supporting materials and share this activity with colleagues. Hello, my name is Ant Vogel. I'm a hepatologist from Hanover in Germany, and I would really like to welcome you to this activity on the management of patients with early to intermediate stage hepatocellular carcinoma. I'm very pleased to have my colleague, Professor Kokudo, a specialist in hepatobiliary surgery from the National Cancer Center of Global Health and Medicine in Tokyo, Japan, and Professor Crocchetti, an interventional radiologist from the University of Pisa in Pisa, Italy, joining me today. To start with and give you a brief overview on hepatocellular carcinoma, um, as you all know, it's the seventh most common cancer worldwide, and it has a very high mortality. So when we consider the treatment of hepatocellular carcinoma, you of course need to take account the tumor stage. And because most of our patients have two diseases, the chronic liver disease, quite frequently associated with the liver fibrosis, cirrhosis, and impaired liver function, in addition to the tumor. So most staging systems um, include not only tumor burden, but also eco-performance status and liver function. And the most frequent staging system that is used worldwide is the DCLC staging system, which separates five different cases based on the tumor burden, liver function, and performance status. Early stages are those with really liver-defined disease, um, small single nodules um, in the very early stage. In the early stage, we have up to three nodules up to five centimeters. In the intermediate stage, very heterogeneous uh, stage, and we will discuss it later on. We have liver-limited disease, but multiple and large nodules. And in the advanced disease, we have extra hepatic stress or vascular infiltration. When we now think about the treatment um, of HCC, there are some regional differences we would like to discuss with you today. And um, in the first part, Professor Krukati will give you an overview on the really frequently used uh, BCLC system that is uh, used here in Europe. Please, Professor Krukete. Thank you, Professor Fogel, of course. So uh, in, according to the BCLC, in the early stage HCC, uh, surgery is considered the treatment option, the first treatment options for single nodules in the absence of uh, significant portal hypertension. When this is not the case, uh, ablation is considered the next treatment option, as well as in patients with multinodular tumors. We have to remember that uh, good candidates for the ablation should have nodules less than 3 cm in diameters. And also, we have to remember that according to the BCLC, liver transplantation has a very central role and should be considered and uh, offered to any patient uh, without contraindication. An important novelty of this algorithm is the fact that the intermediate stage had been subdivided in three categories. The, the good ones for 
chemoembolization are, are those patients with well-defined nodules when uh, selective arterial access is feasible and well-preserved liver function. Otherwise, other patients should be offered with transplantation or if they uh, have a higher tumor burden, immediately with systemic treatment. Perfect. Thank you very much for this excellent overview. And I assume, Professor Kokoro, that there are some differences in the Japanese way how you proceed with early to intermediate stage HCC. So could you please provide us the Japanese perspective on the treatment of these patients? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Fogel. So Japanese HCC guidelines were developed based on worldwide literature view, review on analysis of Japanese national big data. And they also represent daily practice in Japan and in Asia. And gen uh, generally, a role of liver resection is rather broad. For HCC up to three nodules or up to three centimeter in diameter, liver resection and ablation are equally recommended. And for oligo uh, tumors up to uh, three nodules, liver resection is the first choice, and followed by taste. In this way, liver resection is the first choice for most of BCLs A patients. And for four or more tumors, that is BCLCB, taste is recommended followed by systemic therapy or hepatic arterial infusion chemotherapy. Thank you. And I think we all agree that patients with early stage HCC should receive surgery whenever possible. But we also know that these patients are at high risk of recurrence. And the question is, what can and should we do once the tumor reoccurs? And maybe we start again in Japan. So, Professor Kokudo, when you have done surgery, for example, and now a patient has recurrence, what would be your next preferred treatment strategy? Yes, a Japanese guideline recommends uh, to apply the same strategy for the recurrence tumors. So if the patient is resectable, uh, we may consider the repeated liver resection. So now change in strategy. Then for you, Laura? Well, um, I have to say that we tend not to repeat surgery very often. But if the, the tumor is, uh, uh, is uh, resectable, of course, we restate the patient from the beginning, similarly to, to Japan. So each treatment strategy should be taken into consideration from the most effective one uh, later on. Uh, so site and location and dimensions are very important. Anyway, I have to say that the fact that the patient recurs is an important information for us for prioritizing transplantation or for thinking, and we would think need to think about that in the future, if we need something else to add to our local therapies to decrease the recurrence rate. We know that the risk of recurrence is quite high in HTC. So the question is, can we add systemic therapy to improve outcome. Professor Kokudo, could you provide an overview on the ongoing trials in the adjuvant setting to actually improve outcome after resection and local ablation? Yes. Uh, as you know, there has been no evidence to support adjuvant therapy after resection or RFA for uh, early stage. So currently, at least four phase three trials are ongoing for adjuvant immunotherapy after liver resection or RFA. And experiment, experiment arms are nibolumab, durumab, bevacizumab, atuzumab, plus bevacizumab, and pembrolizumab. And inclusion criteria for these trials are so-called at high risk of recurrence patient subgroup. According to the very recent press release, adjuvant atuzumab, bevacizumab, 
that is in Brave 050, met RFS endpoint at the interim analysis, but the result is not yet been published. It is promising, but we have to wait for a while for final results. So I think with this, we can move on to the intermediate stage. Professor Kurkudo, could you please comment on the pathogenity um, of the BCLCB stage? Yes. As you know, up to same criteria mean hepatocellular carcinoma with seven at the sum of size and the largest tumor in centimeter and number of tumors. This was developed for liver transplantation. Uh, however, uh, this part are very useful to explain an extremely heterogeneous tumor load among intermediate stage HCCs. So despite such extreme heterogeneity, this is the only standard of care recommended by guidelines worldwide. Yeah, I agree. And TACE was indeed the most frequently used treatment in intermediate stage. But I think times have changed. And we have now very effective therapies, which we can also, of course, use in the intermediate stage. So, Laura, could you please explain to us who is really a good candidate for TACE and for how long would you proceed with TACE? Yes, uh, Professor Fogel, you are perfectly right. The time uh, changed and now we have many weapons to, to defeat the disease. And actually, we also understood very well which are the patients and the tumors that uh, have good response to taste. So tumor size, of course, is important uh, and the uh, vascularity of the tumor, hypervascular tumor, tend to respond better to taste. After carefully revising all our procedures, and after we uh, have two consecutive tastes with incomplete uh, success, with uh, unsuccessfulness procedures, we have to stop because the aim is uh, to preserve liver function, not to deny further treatment option to the patient himself. So this is very important. And of course, even in the presence of progression after two tastes, especially uh, uh, with the uh, macrovascular tumor invasion. A again, this is an important size that taste is not successful anymore and we should stop. I completely agree. And so patient selection is really important. And the question came up whether systemic therapy might add to the efficacy. And I think one of the critical questions is, are there any synergistic activities? So should we combine taste and local and systemic therapies? And maybe you can also briefly comment on these trials which are conducted at the moment. Yes, there are two these two strategies that are the, the background of these studies. This first one is to underline if to understand if there is any synergy between the treatment, we hopefully would like to make this tumor, the HCC, that is traditionally a cold tumor and hot tumor, and so more responsive to immunotherapy regimens. And this is the, uh, the topic of all these studies that are ongoing. Uh, some of them are looking to overall survival. You can see here that there are also many uh, radiological primary endpoints, uh, progression-free survival, time to taste failure. The other strategy uh, and this is also interesting in, to understand from the beginning which are the patients that will benefit most from systemic therapy with respect to taste. Of course, in these cases, in my opinion, would be really, really important to assess the biology of the tumor upfront. Coming slowly to an end, just let's briefly discuss on the role of the MDT. And I think there's no question that 
HCC is a tumor which really needs to be discussed in an MCD. And maybe you both can comment on how you proceed with the MDC in your country. And maybe, Professor Kukudo, you can start. So how do you achieve the MDC collaboration in Japan? Uh, since we have at least three or more, four uh, options for the a treatment option for this uh, in intermediate stage group, MDT approach is very important. And it is also recommended in my country. And, uh, you know, the, the, most of the patient may recur. And so the one patient may have to be considered several times after the onset of liver cancer. So, again, MDTs. I think it is very important. Do you agree, Laura? Are all patients discussed in a MDT in Italy? Well, uh, unfortunately, not all patients, but the, many of them. We have, uh, for example, at my center, a week, uh, an MDT about ACC on a weekly base with all those figures present. Uh, and uh, again, I would like to underline the fact that a referral center for HCC should have available all the possible therapies from liver transplantation to systemic therapies uh, and interventional radiology for his patients. With this, I think we can summarize this first um, activity and um, we have highlighted the different treatment options for patients in early and intermediate stage. I think we all agree that Patients that are candidates for surgery should receive surgery in the early and also in the in in intermediate stage if um, liver functions allow this. One of the most frequent treatment was and maybe is taste in intermediate stage, but with the very successful systemic therapies that are available today, we have, have to refine the best candidates for this intra-arterial um, therapy trials are um, ongoing at the moment, which look at the efficacy or the benefit of adding systemic therapies to these earlier stages. We will see very exciting um, developments in the near future. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Arndt Vogel. I'm a hepatologist from Hanover in Germany, and I would like to welcome you to this activity on the management of patients with early and intermediate stage hepatocellular carcinoma. I'm very pleased to have my colleagues, Professor Kukudo, a specialist in hepatobiliary surgery from the National Center of Global Health and Medicine in Tokyo, Japan, and Professor Laura Crocretti, an interventional radiologist from University of Pisa in Pisa, Italy. Joining me today, we can start right away with the first case, um, which will be presented by Professor Kukuru. Yes, thank you, Professor Fogel. Uh, the first case is a 70-year-old man with early-stage recurrent hepatocellular carcinoma. And he has a SV infection, and alpha-spore is grade 1, and alpha-vetoproptane is 85. And he has a history of three times of resection, three times of RFA for the uh, tumors. And... He had, he had undergone a left lateral sectionectomy previously. And so, as you can see uh, from the CT, uh, there are two tumors. The first uh, one is segment four, 70, uh, 17 millimeter in diameter, and it is very close to the vein. And another tumor is located in segment six, and the diameter is 15 millimeter. 
Okay, so very interesting case and also interesting medical history. So he has already received three times a resection and three times a radiofrequency ablation. So now he has recurrence again. And maybe uh, let's start with Pro Professor Crocetti. How, what do you think? I mean, we have different options, resection, ablation, transplantation, SBRT, TAFE. What would you suggest? These are, this is really a tough case, actually, heavily pretreated. And now the, the recurrences are in not in easy locations, as already mentioned. Especially for ablation in, uh, in the segment four, I would be um, worried a lot, not, not only by the portal vein that actually would cause an uh, incomplete response, but also from the, the stomach that is uh, near uh, and probably that would, you know, nowhere. So this is not uh, the case for ablation. We can try with, uh, with the taste because this is an hypervascular small tumor and uh, selectively reach also the segment seven. So taste is an option here, ablation for segment seven, not for segment four, for sure. As uh, mentioned before, the fact that this patient continues to recur means that we will face another recurrence, whatever we will do this time. Completely agree. So, Professor Kokoro, um, the interventional radiologist said um, local ablation difficult, takes possible. From your point of view, another surgery, or what do you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, the Dr. Croquetti's uh, review for this patient. And this is a very typical long term survivor after uh, multiple treatment. And I just know uh, the Japanese surgeons are not will not hesitate for the repeated resection. So he has already undergone three times of resection. We we do not hesitate to do the fourth one. But anyway, the taste may be uh, uh, what do you call optimal or uh, supported by majority of uh, hepatologists. But I would say the liver resection can be selected if the patient agrees. So, okay, thank you very much. So then I think we can proceed to the next case. Professor Kudo, STEM, a 72-years-old man. Yes, it, again, it is an old case. 70-year-old man with intermediate stage SCC. He has uh, alcohol-related uh, non-serotic SCC and uh, IB grade 1. Alpha-fetoprotein is very low. And he has already uh, undergone uh, three times of taste six, 12, and 30 months ago. If you look at the CT scans, you can see three tumors, and the largest one is over three centimeter. It is located in the lateral section. So what would you do next? Yeah, so this is also a very interesting case, and similar to, your, to the other patient, he has still a very good liver function, so IV grade one, AFP is low, I would consider him as a taste responder because he has already received three taste treatments successfully, but now eventually has yeah um, three big nodules which seem to be hypervascularized. So, Professor Crocetti, what do you think? Another taste or <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no taste, uh, no taste anymore. I have to say that considering I don't know if the lesion in the left lobe. Uh, grew up during last month, but uh, if I see it now, 
we would have considered it too large for doing taste. This is one of the cases that we consider radioembolization uh, for this patient because you, you have a very good response, less post-embolization syndrome, no abscess uh, in the treated area. So a radioembolization, I think, is an interesting option. Personally, I'm not so much in favor of doing radioembolization after taste. Let's hear from the surgeon whether this patient would also be a candidate for surgery. This is a, a primary case for surgery, so we, we may consider the liver resection first. And, and also, it is an extra case, so it may not be a good candidate for liver transplantation either. So um, you can see uh, three nodules. And probably the one in the hepat near the hepatic hala may be uh, very difficult to resect, but otherwise uh, we can remove our old tumors with, uh, but with a very minimal surgical margin. Of course, we could also we could also offer a systemic therapy. Yeah, yeah, we know that with some of the treatments we can achieve really nice responses. So IO-based combinations, of course, would also be. An option specifically in patients with good liver function, we have a high chance of success. Okay, so then coming to the next case, now we have a 60-year-old man. Yes, the third case is a 60-year-old man with high-risk intermediate stage. He has non-BNLC, hepatitis, origin HCC, and average score is 2A, and alpha fetal protein is 23. He had undergone two times of taste two and four months ago uh, in the previous hospital, and it was considered failure, taste failure. And, and currently, at the time of uh, referral, the CT scan showed a large tumor in the right and medium size in the middle and left row. So the largest uh, tumor is over uh, 10 centimeters in diameter. What would you do next? Okay, thank you very much. So the, the second case was, in my view, kind of a case responder. At least uh, tumor was controlled for quite a while. Yeah, I think, Laura, do you also agree that it's a taste failure? How, what would you do in this case? Definitely. And in fact, it was, uh, it, he is a very young patient because he's six years old. Provided that he has no contraindication, I think that liver transplantation for this man should be our main goal. Um, so in this case, I would, I would choose my treatment to downstage as much as I can to bring the patient hopefully within the midline criteria or even the up to seven. So I would do, I would have done from the beginning, I would say, <laughs> fortunately, I don't know how, but now, but we can try to do radioembolization on the right, taste on the segment three in the front, maybe leave the segment four because it's hypovascular. With the successful treatment, we will successfully downstate the patient and send him to transplant. Yeah, I completely agree. But I think in such a case with multiple tumor nodules, quite impressive in size and taste failure, um, this is also a candidate we could consider for um, systemic therapies. Um, we have recently seen that we have now different options like atezobev, dovatrimi, um, lenvatinib, and even sorafenib. So we have multiple options um, for systemic therapies, and we know that systemic therapies work best 
um, if we apply them early in the treatment algorithm. And I think in a case like this, who did not respond to um, taste, um, I would either try to treat him within a clinical trial and outside of a clinical trial, I think he would also be a very good candidate for um, IO-based combination therapy. So can we still consider surgery in such a case? Yes, actually, it was uh, this case was treated before the introduction of lenvatinib. So that time we had only sorafenib only. So we, if if I see a patient now, right now, we may consider a neoadjuvant uh, treatment for downsizing, as Dr. Consetti said. But actually, in this case, we had no choice other than operations. So we did our extended right hepatectomy plus a limited resection for left liver. And actually, there was more than five small nodules in the left liver. And I, I removed everything. And uh, the patient recurred uh, uh, once or twice, but he just uh, nicely treated, controlled by a taste, and now he's alive at least f four, four years since the liver resection. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think this case really highlights the importance of the NDT. And it's really important to have an experienced liver surgeon as part of the MDT to select patients for surgery, because this is, I think, what we need to aim for. We need to identify those patients that can receive potentially curative treatment. That does not mean that these patients might not recur at some, um, develop recurrence at some point, but then we can apply all the different treatments we have in the toolbox today. Thank you very much for these really interesting cases and also your um um, your your thoughts and discussion on these uh, cases. I think it is very clear that there are differences from country to country, which also depend on the availability. But I think this is our task that we really apply the best treatments we have available and decide together in the MDT what is best for our patients. So thank you very much for watching. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.